0: Earlier in the worship service, you heard me make reference to Psalm 139 as we were praying together. And that verse uh, came to me this morning through this little book called Jesus Calling. Some of you read that regularly as a devotional daily, as I do. And so I had a few extra copies. I gave some out in the early service. I have three of them that I would just like to bless you with today. If you raise your hand, the first three people that I see, I I will get... Okay, I see, I see three already. There we go. That was very quick. Okay, all right. And if your hand is still up and you would like one, see me after the service, and I will make sure that you get one of those. One of my friends gave it to me about six years ago, and it has truly been a blessing uh, to me, and I would certainly love for you to experience that same blessing, too. So today's reading, one of them was from Psalm 139. So, and uh, thank you for being here for worship today and for being willing to spend your Sunday morning with us as we worship the living God. Today, the main passage for the message is found in the Psalms. That's in the Old Testament. Psalm 111, I'll be reading. If you open your Bible... To the center, you're going to fall right where the Psalms are, and I would invite you to follow along there in your Bible or on the screen. Hear the Word of God. Praise the Lord. In the Hebrew, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are His deeds, and His righteousness endures forever. He has caused His wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy, they are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people, he ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is His name. And verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow His precepts have good understanding. To Him belongs eternal praise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our Redeemer. And the people said, Amen. Each of us has a story, chapters to those stories, chapter and verse to our life story. And God gives us the gift of remembering those stories. Sometimes. Not so good parts of our story, but God enables us to take our whole life story and to invite him to become part of that story, and then God uses our story to help others in their journey of this life. It's neat how our memory is invited to help us to recall story. Like, whenever I go to Pleasance Hardware down on Midlothian Pike, I am immediately taken back to my grandpa Lee's hardware store. I've mentioned that, I think, last Sunday and outside of Philadelphia. I can still smell, whenever I go in Pleasance, it I reminds me of uh, the smell of galvanized nails and fertilizer and paint all together. There's just something about that aroma, and I am right back as a young five, four, five, six year old helping my grandpa in his store. Remembering how I ran the cash register and how he would sit at his roll top desk and do the ledger. I remember that if someone could not pay that they were never turned away from his store. And then my memory was at work this past week. Craig Lott fixed me a big bowl of his gumbo and if you've ever had Craig Lott's gumbo, it's very, very good and that gumbo took me back to another chapter in my life and reminded me of my stepfather who made a delicious low country shrimp gumbo having been raised in Charleston and it helped me to hear his Geechee Charlestonian accent again. Music also has a special way of helping us to recall our story. Whenever I hear the song Sweet Home Alabama on the radio, I am taken back to Anderson, South Carolina on the school bus in eighth grade. My mom had gotten remarried, and she and my stepdad moved from the Lowcountry up to Anderson in January of my eighth grade year. I had to start a brand new school in in eighth grade and get ready for high school. And you know how hard that is. And uh, the bus driver was a young lady. She was a junior at at my high school. Go figure. They had a junior in high school driving our bus back then, but that's how it was. And she had a tape deck. Young people, it's called a cassette tape deck. And you had to actually put it in the slot, shut the door, and then push a button to play the thing. And she, I think, only had one cassette from Leonard Skinnerd, and every bus ride, it was Sweet Home Alabama <laughs> every day. And so whenever I hear that song, there I am on that school bus. And um, it was a tough, tough year. Yeah. When I think of the Grand Canyon... I remember going on a youth mission trip and how we had the Holy Communion on the south rim of the Grand Canyon, and how that was a pivotal time in my life. Uh, I considered a spiritual marker in my journey with Jesus. And then during my freshman orientation at Winthrop College, now university, I'll never forget making eye contact with a beautiful brunette with big brown eyes named Melanie Webb. And we saw each other several times there at orientation. And then when school started, I ran into her again and asked her out on a date. And she said yes. And we went to see Back to the Future Part 1. The only catch was I had no money and no car. So she had to drive and she had to pay her way. But she stuck with me, and we have been married 28 years this year, uh, another chapter in my life. Uh, There there are stories and chapters in your lives, and it is really neat to see how God just takes all of that, and uh, when we commit ourselves to Him, makes it God's story, and uses us to uh, come alongside of others in this journey of life. I believe that God's story of redemption and new life transforms our life stories, every bit of it, from A to Z, Aleph to Tal in the Hebrew, Alpha to Omega in the Greek, A to Z in the English. Our story becomes God's story, every bit of it. Today's sermon passage comes from the book of Psalms. And as I said earlier, if most of you open your Bibles up and lay them out on a table to the middle, you're going to be around the Psalms. And I believe some say that Psalm 117 is the exact center of the Bible. The Psalms are are 150 in number, and they're organized into five big sections. And many say that is reflective of the first five books of the Old Testament, understood as the Torah or the, the Pentateuch. And so the Psalms are reflective of that in their structure. The Psalms were the song book or the hymnal for the Hebrew people. They would sing the Psalms. Many of them are praise Psalms and start off as this one does, Hallelujah, praise Yahweh, praise the Lord. The Hebrews would never say Yahweh. They would always say Lord wherever they saw Yahweh the word for Yahweh come uh, in the text. Praise the Lord. And that's how we have begun our service today. Praising the Lord. You might say that the Psalms were the Hebrews' playlist. And lots of different styles of Psalms. Praise and lament and prayers and royal Psalms and historical Psalms and Torah Psalms that focus on God's Word and individual psalms that help people worship as individuals and corporate songs as they gather in the assembly. The psalm playlist could have something that applied to just about anything a person might be experiencing. And Psalm 111 is in the last book of the psalms, in, in the fifth section. And that section goes from 107 to 150. And it's a psalm of praise and thanksgiving of God. Its fraternal twin is Psalm 112. They are both ten verses in English. And they are uh, both of praise. Psalm 111 focuses on God and God's character and nature. And Psalm 112 focuses on the person who is blessed by God. When the Hebrew people would sing Psalm 111 in worship, they would remember the stories of God and how He worked in their lives, in particular in the Egyptian exile. They would recall how God then delivered them from slavery and provided bread from heaven in the desert. And they would recall His redemptive work and how God would lead them to a land of other nations, a new land of promise, the promised land of Canaan filled with milk and honey. And Psalm 111, as Christian people, reminds us that we are part of this great redemption story. And just as God redeemed the people of old and led them through their wilderness, that God too has uh, offered redemption to us through Christ Jesus and His blood that has been spilt for us. He ordained this covenant forever and ever through His Son, Jesus Christ, who lives eternally Psalm 111 is one of ten psalms that, that are called acrostic psalms. Boys and girls, if you in school, sometimes your teacher will use an acrostic to help you learn something. Uh, you, can, you can make an acrostic out of your name. Like, my name is really easy to do, Choir. Bob. Okay? B-O-B. So you take an acrostic, where you take the letters of your name, and, and they go from Top to bottom, B, and then in the next line, O, and then the next line, B. And then I would find a word for each one of those. So a B word, and then an O word, and then a B word. Well, that's simply all an acrostic is. And it's neat that we have some acrostics in the Bible that were uh, tools for people to help memorize Scripture and to be able to memorize the ways that God had worked in their lives. In the case of acrostic psalms, like Psalm 111, the first letter in each verse is a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And there are 22 of those letters, not 26 like we have. On the screen, you'll see up at the very top right-hand corner, the very first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It's called Aleph. Can you say Aleph? Very Aleph, good. The second word letter is... Bet. Can you say bet? And then the third one is gimel. So let's say that together. Aleph, bet, gimel. Aleph, bet, gimel. Very good. And then the very last letter in the Hebrew alphabet is at the very bottom of your screen, second character over, last line, and it's ta. Can you say that? Ta. So if I said from Aleph to ta, that is like for us, A to Z. That's the Hebrew alphabet. And in some of your translations in an acrostic psalm, you'll actually see the letters of the Hebrew alphabet next to each line. In Psalm 111, there's a letter in the Hebrew for each half line. So, line 1 and then line 1b, line 2 and so forth. So, it goes through the entire alphabet. Psalm 112 and Psalm 119 are also the acrostic psalms. They form bookends around a certain portion of the Psalms that were commonly sung around the time Jewish people would celebrate the Passover and other great feasts and festivals of the Jewish religion. The the Psalms recall the stories of God's people. So imagine, as you're preparing for worship, as you're preparing for Passover and the other great feasts like Tabernacles you you were framing it out with these psalms of praise and the psalm 119 the psalm that reflect on the word of god psalm 111 and 12 psalm 111 thanksgiving to god for all he has done psalm 112 showing the ways that an individual person receives the blessings of god and then psalm 119 focusing on god's word and the torah and how the Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, which is found in Psalm 119. And then Psalm uh, 113 through 118 are in the middle of this, and these were the verses that the folks would would center on in their worship festivals. And I want to suggest that reading and reflecting upon these psalms provides a way for us to see God in every aspect of our lives. That God is present with us from Aleph to Tauh from Alpha to Omega in the Greek alphabet, from A to Z. And there's so many other languages that I don't know that I can't articulate today, but you may be able to do that and can experience how God is working in your story and in the story of others. Just as the Hebrew people would use this psalm to remember their redemption story, we can as well. A few key elements Key words in the text that we might uh, reflect on today. Uh, In in verse 1, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We've sung that already today. When we say hallelujah, we're reciting the Hebrew word simply means praise the Lord. And then I will extol the Lord with all my heart, not part of my heart, but I'm giving my whole heart, I'm acting wholeheartedly toward God. And I do that as an individual person with my, in my relationship to God, but I also do that with the assembly, with those of you who are my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. And then verse 2 speaks of the great works of the Lord. So we are connected in community as we worship together. We acknowledge His works are great. And verse 3 helps us to see the deeds and the character and the nature described of God. Verse 4 helps us to see the stories that the people would recall. Verse 5, God's provision in the time of Egyptian exile, in the wilderness, and in the second exile as they were in Babylon, under Babylonian slavery. Verse 6 recalls God's promise for a new land. We understand that as the promised land of Canaan, filled with milk and honey, and God would grant that land to his people and would help them to overcome their adversaries. Verse 8 helps verse 7 helps us to see that God is just and God is trustworthy, that we can count on God, and that God only desires for what is right and good and just. Verse 8 helps us to see these promises are not temporal, but they are eternal. His promises are for all eternity. And verse 9 tells us about his redemption. And we understand as Christian people that this happened in the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6.20 that we are bought with a price. And Jesus himself said, "Mark 10:45, "For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many." We are a redeemed people. And we can tell that story. Verse 10 concludes Psalm 111, expressing the fear or reverence of God is the beginning of wisdom the awe of God or the respect of God or when I revere God, when I give my life to God and my all to Him, I am then given a path of life that is ordered by God, shaped by God for love of God above all else and then uh, by a love for neighbors as we love ourselves. Wisdom is begun as we fear God. It's a pathway to righteousness and wisdom. One commentator states, The structure of Psalm 111 was designed to help the faithful remember. The alphabet, almost as close as language itself, sets the heartbeat to this poem and the words that spell our doxology. As we live a life of praise and worship, living doxologically, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, living doxologically. I want to ask you to turn your listening ears up as I have Psalm 111 set to the English alphabet. Listen as we begin each line with a word from our language. All praise to God with all my heart. Bring thanks, assembled ones. Come, all you upright gathered ones, delight in God your King, enjoy His mighty works above. Fail not to ponder them. Great and majestic are His deeds, His righteousness endures forever. In all my memory God has placed Jehovah's mighty deeds. Know that the Lord is kind to all. Love, joy, and grace is He. My Lord provides me with my food. No good thing do I lack. Oh, He remembers covenant, protects eternally. Quick does He show His mighty power, rewards with gifts of land, shows us His faithful works and truth. Trustworthy is His hand. Upright and steadfast are His ways, vibrant with faithfulness. Well, He has saved His covenant ones, extol His awesome name. You who would wisdom find, then seek the holy fear of God, zealous to follow all His ways, to Him all praise belongs. We extol our good God. With all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we give him all that we are and all we have, our A to Z. I want to ask you I want to, ask you to um, reflect today for just a moment. In your bulletin, there are some, there's some space where you can follow along, whether it's today or whether it's throughout this week. The first question for reflection is this. What word from today's psalm connects with your life story? Is there one word that connects with your life story? And the second question for reflection is, what one word or phrase from today's message or from the entire worship experience today, whether it's song or prayer or scripture, what one word or phrase from today's message and worship touches your life right now. So a word from the text. A word from today's worship. Write those down. Name them. And the third way of reflecting is this week, pray about your responses. Meditate upon them and pray To God, to ask God to speak into your heart as you seek to take action in those two areas, those two uh, words or phrases that God has given you. Ask what God is saying to you, and ask what action you need to take. Okay, what do I do with that? I pray that God would speak to you out of God's wisdom as you journey through these reflective exercises this week.